Cheers, y'all. Gentlemen, to this fine little radio program and podcast known internationally as the world Hi, Mom. famous smoking a toasting. Uh, we're up to show number two hundred and three. I got that right, didn't I? Was two? Yeah, last week I was two hundred three. I think we're last good. week was two oh two. Don't start losing count on us now. Well, we are halfway to five hundred. That's so. right. <laughs> Actually, it, we tell that as a joke, but we're really not that far away from. Being halfway to 500, because 250 will be halfway to 500. Then what are we going to say? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It is a uh, fine Thursday here in Houston, Texas, which is uh, from whence we hail. But we are heard around the world, therefore the world-famous smoking and toasting. Hi, Mom. Um, we are uh, excited about today's show because we're going to be talking about the best cigars you can get for under 8 bucks. There's a great new uh, little list uh, that came out from Cigar Aficionado, so we'll review that. And then um, Ian and I also put together our own little list, although I think we miscommunicated a little. I was thinking you and I would do just our top three. You thought I was looking for eight, so you did a I, full eight, didn't you? You know, I could swear that you sent me a thing that said, hey, let me let me go back. I'm, well, I'm going to— I'm, I'm sure that I probably did. The mess-up was was mine. Anyway, I've got three. Okay, e- so oh, you Ian's didn't actually say. You said theme for tomorrow's show will be— Best cigars under eight bucks. Will you make? Oh, you did say three. Oh uh, well, you know what? Uh, that's the my fa- fault. The fact that you did eight is just that just makes it even better. I was trying to make it easy on you. I didn't I, want I you need to, to learn to pay attention. I didn't or... want you to have to come up with eight. But if you did, if you found eight that you like under Maybe eight I bucks, could that's under... read directions or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> I'll work on these things. Let's don't put too much. Uh, you know, let's don't put too much. I didn't know this was going to be a job. Come on, Cruz. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be math. <laughs> they told me there was no math. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out the show today. Quite a bit of cool stuff to talk about. And taste. If you noticed on Mr. Twirly Gig when we opened up the show, uh, that is a bottle of Ron Centenario 20. It's a rum from Costa Rica. Now, rum age statements um, are are not as uh, strict, I guess, right. as some other spirits. So basically what I read about this is the rum blend in this particular bottle is between is there's some six-year-old rum in there and then other rums leading up to 20 years. There is some 20-year rum in there. That has to be the case for them to say 20. But the entire bottle isn't rum that was aged for 20 years. It's a blend going between 6 and 20 years. So uh, so we'll be trying that. There are a few rums. When we had the Flor de Cana, they made a big deal out of that. You remember when we tasted the twenty one that that the entire yeah. or the twenty five, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. That that entire bottle is twenty five. That is year an actual run. age statement. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this um, you know matches up to it. I think uh I, I would be surprised if it is as good, because that's probably that that's Man, a tough run good. rum to beat. I covet it. I have that bottle at the house and I just covet it. Sometimes I just look at it and, and go. Mm. And that one retails for a hundred and forty or so. Yeah. This one is more in the forty five range. So I'm not expecting it to necessarily be you Let's know, see if we can taste the hundred dollar difference. Yeah, exactly. What what does a hundred dollar difference taste like? That'll be an interesting thing to find out. Also, some great beers on the show today from Brooklyn, New York, 
and the uh, brewery called Transmitter Brewing will be trying their. I don't think we've had anything from them. Have I we? don't believe we have. No. I was thinking that when we were when I was putting the show notes together. I don't think we've done anything. No, that, from Transmitter. that one sounds new to me. We've done several uh, different breweries from Brooklyn, and there are some very cool some very cool uh, craft brewing going on in the Brooklyn area. Uh, but uh, this one is their G1 Golden Ale, so that'll be our first thing that we try on the show. Sounds today. like a nice thing to start on. And then you uh, you made a little side trip uh, this weekend and and checked out a. A brewery here in the Houston area that we have not uh, sampled from before. Is that right? We haven't. I've actually had their uh, beers before. Uh, my wife found this right. place. She was one day bored at the house. I think I was either working or out riding my bike uh, in Austin or something like that. And she got bored. <clears> and she's like, I'm going to go find somewhere to go. And she found this little brewery called Sigma Brewery. Now, mm-hmm. you can get some of their beers, I believe, uh, at Specs. Right, because I've actually had their uh, their Hazy Pale Ale, yeah. which I bought at Specs in one of the little mix packs. And right. It was, I, it was quite good. So, so we were at um, uh, the uh, New Potato having a cigar. and I was there. That's right. And when we were done, when we left there, uh, on the way home is the Sigma Brewing. So we it, it's just a couple minutes out of the way, so we decided to go by there. And pick and, uh, some things up, huh? Yeah, and picked yeah. up a few things, so that's where this came from. Well, uh, that'll be interesting. So you brought in the Entropic IPA. The Entropic IPA. And this is apparently one of their one of their big... Yeah, one of their, they're very proud of this one. All right, I'm looking so forward to that. I'll tell the story when we talk about the beer. I'm looking forward to that. Also, uh, on the show today from Torrance, California, and we've had these guys' beers on before, Smog City Brewing. Yes. Uh, we will be trying today... They're bourbon barrel aged OE, which stands for Old English. I love that. So I had a feeling you'd be excited yeah. about that. So, and the last stuff we had from Smug City was just yes. amazing. Yes. So looking forward to that. So a lot of a uh, lot of great stuff. We have uh, drinking news coming up today on the program. Drinking news, which we are excited nice. about always. Uh, we'll be talking about. There's a new uh, Cigars International has opened a new location. It's in Texas. We'll mm-hmm. tell you where that is, and we'll uh, we'll have a little. Uh, conversation about our friends at AB InBev. I heard the air quote around our yeah, friends. Yes, you did. I didn't even have to do the no, motions no, of the can, air you quote. You can hear it in your voice. You, there, uh, you may be completely surprised about this, Ian, but our friends at AB InBev have been sued for false advertising. <laughs> No way! Yeah. Oh, come on, really? So we'll dilly, uh, yeah, dilly, dilly, dilly. So we'll get to that uh, <laughs> as the uh, as the uh, program goes on. Plus, they've uh, just announced. You know the guy that does the whiskey Bible, uh, yeah. Michael Jackson. I mm-hmm. think is his name, even though he doesn't go he he. Um, he does the whiskey Bible, and he has named his best his whiskey of the year for twenty twenty one, which I guess. You name in advance. It's it's September, so maybe uh, that works. So we'll unveil that. That's like the car companies. He's a little ahead of time there. Yeah, we'll unveil that and tell you what it is. And uh, and I guess, Ian, before we go any further, I I totally should have thought to do this on the 200th show because that was such a landmark, and we had such a big thing planned. And then because of COVID, we couldn't get everybody together the same way, so we didn't we didn't do the big gathering. So we did a kind of a scaled back 200th yes. show, and it was fun. Uh, you brought in uh, a lot of very very high ABV beers, and we got a little, uh, uh, you know. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I remember very little of it too. At some point, I think Alan Denny pod crashed, so that was uh, so that was the the highlight of the show. Yeah, for that me. was a good time. Wasn't anyway, it? if I had thought to do this in uh, on the 200th show, I would have, but. You know, I don't always get my ideas worked out as well as I should, but I have something for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? 
I do. I do we need a, where's, uh, we need a drum roll here? I have a good drum roll. This, sir, is for you. I bought it at MyCigarShirts.com. They are the sponsor of Smoking and Toasting. You can't hurry up and smoke a cigar. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard that slogan that before. Is, that sounds like something <laughs> Something I would say almost. Isn't that a great-looking shirt? beautiful. Look yeah. at it. I love the green color. Yeah, isn't too. that a That's great good. color? Yeah. yeah. They're available in a number of different colors. But, uh, oh, this but is that, awesome. Show that to the camera now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's our sponsor. Uh, MyCigarShirts.com is our sponsor. They have a number of different very cool cigar-oriented shirts, and they are uh, they started about uh, 20 bucks. So Hey, Adam, would you flip this uh over so I can see what I'm doing here because I you know, yeah I there you happening. go make sure there we go now make sure we can you get, get a good, good a good camera shot close of close camera shot I'm doing I just thought if that's something that I've heard you say before that you needed it, to be able to wear feels it feels like something I would say you, you need to be able to wear it from time to time so now you can I happy uh, happy 200th show a, a few a we'll few weeks later we'll consider that the uh, S and T uniform there you go that's perfect and Love you know that. they have a lot of shirts there that i really like should you be so inclined to go oh, yeah? you know shopping Don't for my birthday, birthday or christmas or anything like that yep as a matter of fact it was your birthday last year no my, my birthday was last year as a matter of fact <laughs> i distinctly remember it well I don't remember all of it, but I remember some of it. Uh, so anyway, we're excited to be here with show number 203. We're excited to be brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Please do check them out. It's a great place to go if you're you know, looking for uh, Christmas gifts or holiday gifts of any kind for uh, a person in your life that enjoys cigars, like yourself. I'm going to buy myself a Christmas gift from... Uh, from my cigar shirts. Awesome. So uh, support the cigars. So Ian, I, I know you had a cigar this week because you and I actually got together this weekend. It's the first time we've gotten together outside of the show since all the lockdown stuff. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? We went out, had some socially distanced uh, Tex Mex, mm -hmm. and then that was we so good, wound up wound up outside at the New Potato, uh, smoking a cigar in the rain, and it was a lot of fun. Actually, <laughs> uh, I, I really in one it. of the rare times in Houston where the rain actually cooled it down a little bit. Yeah, it actually did. <laughs> it, uh, that's why we didn't object for a while. We just kind of sat there in the rain and enjoyed the uh, in, enjoyed the weather until, in typical Texas fashion, until it starts raining sideways. Yes, and then we went up under the canopy and finished. Our cigars, yes. but, uh, but I know you had a cigar there. I don't know if that's the one you're going to talk about, or if you might have tried something else that you wanted to speak it's to not, on today's show. It's not show. Uh, the one I uh, want to talk about today. I went by Casa. I haven't been by Casa in a while, and so I figured they'd have some new stuff. How's our How's did. our buddy Steve? Was Steve he there? Is awesome. He's yeah. there, um, hanging out and having a cigar. And uh, so I was looking at the end cap. They always have the like when you walk in, it's a huge humidor. It's awesome. Yeah, it's enormous. And, and when you walk in, they have the end caps, and they always have new stuff right on the first few. Which caps, is awesome. Which is so nice for me because yeah. I walk in, I'm like, I don't know what What's I want. New? Oh, how about one of those? Yeah. So that's exactly what I did. I found a diamond crown. Oh, black diamond. Are you familiar with this? I, I am familiar with diamond crown, but I have not smoked one of their cigars in a very long time. It's been a while for me too. They, they've been off my radar, just not for any real reason that I hadn't thought about yeah. them. But they had them, they had them right up there. So their advertising did the did the job, and I hadn't seen the black uh, diamond before. So I don't know how I actually knew it is, but I'm assuming it's reasonably new since they had it up front. Um, but this was the black diamond. This was the what they call the radiant, which is a four and a half by fifty four. Oh, nice! So uh, the wrapper is a Connecticut Havana seed wrapper. Uh, the binder and filler are both Dominican. Um, it's made in the uh, 
how do you say that? Tabacalera. Tabacalera. Arturo Fuente. Tabacalera Arturo yes. Fuente. And aged five years. So I that's, a, that's a nice little bit of tobacco That's got a, a nice pedigree yeah. so far, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. The appearance, dark brown, smooth with some veins, very firm and even all the way down. Almost so firm that I was afraid, you know, the draw sometimes. Afraid the draw, draw would be tough, yeah. Uh, solid construction feel on it, though. It's a great feeling of cigar. I did the uh, pre-late sniff on this. Earth, slightly fruity, a little tea leaf, a little woodiness to it. I'm looking at the, uh, the picture, and... The band actually reminds me of a My Father, like a Jaime Garcia. It actually kind of does, It has does, that, yeah. kind of some of that same look to it, yeah. It does. The uh, pre-late draw on this, I use a clip, the draw was effortless. Even though it was kind Even of tightly Even though it rolled that tight, it was effortless That's draw. That's a good roll. Uh, just the flavors that I got from the pre-late draw were absolutely wonderful. It was rich cedar, creamy, sweet. Uh, fruit, uh, tangy cedar on the lips. You know, I love the uh, on some of the cigars that they leave that kind of tangy um, flavor on your lips mm -hmm. that you, you know, you just kind of get to enjoy it, you know? Yes. The initial light, cedar, lots of cedar, like a cedar bomb almost. White awesome. pepper, uh, dark fruity undertones, oaky dryness, delicious tanginess on the lips. That's, and you said this is Dominican filler? This is Dominican this wrapper and filler. Okay. Or binder and filler, I mean. The uh, first third of this, woody and sophisticated with fruity undertones, hints of coffee and dark chocolate, and a sweet creaminess weave throughout, uneven burn. Uh-oh. Yeah, you'll see it in the picture. That's not good. Uneven burn. I tended it. Yeah. I didn't know whether I should tend it or not. I tended it because it started to, to burn started to be a little uneven. annoying. Yeah, I get it. So I tended it. Had a really solid ash on it. The second third of this, dark fruit. Oh, I can really see the burn now in that yeah. picture. Yeah. Dark fruit and sweetness move forward. White pepper on the back of the palate keeps a pleasant spice uh, <laughs> and balance for the sweet, uh, for the sweetness. A cedar dryness on the finish, uh, while a hint of dark chocolate and coffee keep constant. Uneven burn. Mm. I, I'm sensing a... Had to tend it again. Yeah, I'm sensing a, a, a Solid here. ash on it. I hadn't tipped my ash until after I wrote solid ash, and then I finally tipped it. It was it was a full half of the cigar. Wow. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Now, Especially if the burn's uneven, you're kind of expecting it I to I want to point out the fact that everything about this cigar is amazing, except for that burn issue. So the flavors were just doing it flavors for Flavors were great. Uh... I will so, say that I've I've had some cigars that I've really enjoyed that I did have to keep tending. It's it's kind of annoying. Yeah. But I'd rather have a good tasting cigar that I had to tend a little bit than one that I'm not enjoying the flavors that much. And but you have it's to burning tend it. Yeah, perfect. that's like an yeah. insult to injury right, right there. Right. <laughs> but even if it's burning perfect, if I'm not enjoying the flavors as much, I'd rather have to tend, I guess. If yeah. The last third of the cigar I had to tend it again. Okay. Uneven burn. Pepper moved forward, becomes a prominent flavor. This, I'd say, is a good solid medium cigar. Maybe maybe just just a medium plus kissing on full flavored at this point. Um, pepper moves forward, becomes a prominent flavor. Wood ramps up. Sweetness persists. Slight nuttiness shows up in the last little bit of it. It's really, really delicious. Uh, and th that nuttiness just threads throughout the, the dark chocolate and coffee that are just kind of floating around in the background. It was really, really good. Uneven burn. Oh man, down to the nub. This thing burned uneven. I had to tend it four times. Um, so I would, I'm disappointed by that. Yeah, 
the price of this cigar, now keep in mind, this is a four and a half by 54. It's four and a half inches long. It's not a big cigar. But $17.55. Oh, now the burn is starting to. Now you understand why the uneven burn is an yes. issue to me. Yes, absolutely. If this cigar was $8 and I had burn issue and I enjoyed it this much, I would rate it above five. Really? I wouldn't even care so much about so that's the. How, that's how good the flavors were. The flavors were. are amazing in this cigar. And I hope that I just got one. One of those that, you know, maybe this one just didn't burn right. Right. And it does and, and it does happen. It's a good enough cigar to where I would think about maybe trying another Even one. at that price. Even at that price. But I got to tell you, with the burn issues that I had on it. And that price. Um, at at almost $18. By the time you pay tax on it and everything, $18. Yeah. For a cigar, four. Four. Yeah, four. Below standard. I mean, just didn't burn right. So Flavors were amazing. Hopefully, you did just get... Like one that just didn't get rolled so. right or whatever, but you would think they're obviously using some great tobacco in this for you to get no. the flavors that you're getting. So you would think that maybe if this isn't an isolated issue, maybe they're just not using good enough rollers. You know, it might be part of the problem. If it's a consistent issue, yeah. You know, I would tell you this: if you're listening to this and those flavors that I talked about sound good to you, I would not discourage you from buying one. Mm-hmm. It's a pricey cigar. It's a super premium, and it's well, a, probably a special occasion cigar at that price almost. If you hadn't enjoyed it that much and had the burn issues, I'm guessing it would have been a two or a three. Oh, yeah. I would have I would have slammed it, but the flavors were so good on this. Um, and the flavors were what I would expect from a cigar at that price point. Hmm. I just don't expect the annoyance of having to tend it four times. Yeah. And it I just kept it. doing that. Yeah, I get you know, it. And I took a lot of pictures, as you can see uh, if mm-hmm. you're watching the video. I took a lot of pictures of this. Because I was just disappointed with that, so it gets a substandard on that. But I will tell you, if the if the flavors sound good to you, try this cigar, and and let us know if you have any burn issues. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you on it. It would be it would be interesting to know. I'm hoping it's. Isolated. I don't do like we don't do like half wheel. This is a cigar experience that we're talking about. We're not right. reviewing it really so much as as just, just telling you what just kind of telling what happened and, when you and smoked guys it, like yeah. half wheel that do a very serious and comprehensive. And, and by review, the way, they do great. They reviews. smoke three. Right. You know, they smoke three of the same cigar of the same size and everything else so that they can say if one of them has an issue like this, mm-hmm. they can see if it's consistent or not. And we don't do that. So I don't want to slam the cigar too much just because of that. But, yeah, I did have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. Well, I, I find it interesting that on a show where our topic today is great cigars under $8, that both you and I smoked a more expensive cigar, double double the yeah. price of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine wasn't quite it's as expensive irony, as yours. Sir. Yeah, mine wasn't quite as expensive as yours. But I decided it had been too long since I'd had a Padron anniversary. Oh, there's nothing wrong with they're, that. They're great cigars. I've smoked them before, but it's been a while, and I thought, you know what, I need to revisit because uh, I've I've learned to like a lot of other things since I've had one of those. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, picked up a Padron 1964 Anniversary Principe. Now, it is a beautiful cigar, perfect box press, and it's a 46-ring uh, gauge. And for me, that's right in my sweet that's, spot. Yeah, that's I the spot love like. that, that size of cigar. So I thought, okay, the stage is set perfectly for me to really enjoy. Now, this wasn't an $18 cigar, but it's about 12 bucks. 
So I thought, of, you know, and it's relatively That's small. Premium. It's relatively small. And anything for me over 10, I consider, you know, to yeah. be uh, a bit of a super premium. So the uh, 1964 is a Nicaraguan Puro, and it's gotten top ratings in pretty much every cigar publication that is known to man. Uh, like I said, I had one before, but I actually don't buy a lot of $12 cigars. Yeah, uh, my, my sweet spot's kind of around 5 to 8 yeah. and that's kind of where I go most of the time. Uh, so it's been a while. Pre-light on this was nice. Notes of uh, leather and cedar, a little bit of sweetness on the nose. Uh, I used a punch and lit it up. The cedar wasn't nearly as evident once the cigar was lit. It kind of got replaced uh, with notes of cocoa. Does this have the, uh, I didn't look at the picture, does this have the cedar wrap around it? No, this one does okay. not. This, this one is not one, and it didn't come in a tube. This was a, basically came naked, and I, I don't think it even had, I'm trying to remember, oh yeah, it did have a, a cellophane wrapper on it. But anyway, the um, the uh, notes that I got once I began to smoke it were cocoa, a little bit of pepper. It did not have the big Nicaraguan pepper blast in the first third. And it seems like I've been saying that a lot lately, but I'm so used to that with Nicaraguan cigars. Yeah. The last several I've had have not really done that. Uh, there was some pepper, but it was, it was a, more of a hint of pepper. Around the beginning point of the second third of the cigar, I started to now get some of that pepper on the finish, yeah, yeah. started coming in a little bit. It was fairly mild, though, given the overall strength of the cigar. And it was really actually That's quite, a quite pleasant. Cigar. Quite pleasant. Uh, in the final third, the cedar made its way onto my palate and the uh, pepper ramped up a bit, but it all mixed in very nicely with the creamy cocoa notes. Now, unlike your experience with the Diamond Crown, I can't say enough about the excellent construction of this cigar. Box press cigars are actually a little tougher for rollers to get to where they burn super even, um, but Vadrone, they pull it off perfectly. Uh, in fact, they're pretty well known for how good their construction is in, in their cigars. And this one burned the way that a $12 cigar should. I mean, it was razor sharp. Uh, if that picture's still up, it shows it in the ashtray. It shows a nice long ash. That was the point where the ash broke off, and it only broke off because I set it in the ashtray, uh, and just the angle of it, it kind of broke yeah. off and stayed there. In fact, I think the next picture is just the ash sitting there, <laughs> uh, looking, uh, you know, looking completely uh, like itself. But uh, anyway, great construction, super straight burn all the way down. Uh, you know, I'll accept some minor construction issues on cigars under ten bucks, um, but at this price. Or at the price that you pay, yeah. it should be perfect. And in this case, it really, it really was. You can see in that picture, almost down to the cigar band, and just super straight all yeah, the way that's through. Awesome. So very cool. Uh, so this particular cigar, as I said, was twelve bucks, uh, about twelve bucks. You can find them online if you look carefully. And for closer to like ten and a half, if you buy a box, but you're not going to see any big specials running on this because it's. Often sold out, you know, at com you know completely at full price. So, if you're going to spend uh, twelve bucks on a cigar, I would say this is a good one to choose. It was very smooth for a full-bodied smoke and tasty all the way to the end. Price to quality at twelve bucks, I'll give it a five and a half. But if you can find it cheaper, at least a six. I mean, this this is a great cigar. Nice. If, well, this, were, if this were eight bucks, I'd be ringing bells and, and shooting off fireworks. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Right. Well, Padron, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a good. reason. Now, but the demand and the quality of the anniversary series, all the ones that say anniversary, has driven the price up on these over the last several years. But it's still 
I think very much, uh, very much worth it. You can spend more than that on an anniversary. This is a smaller one, so it wasn't quite as expensive, but it was really good. Okay, it's time to start tasting. I'm excited about this Transmitter Brewing G1 Golden Ale. Also, I'm thirsty. And I'm also very thirsty. Yes, uh, it, it, that we've got that going for us today. So we'll be right back with the next segment of the show. Not only will we be uh, tasting, but we'll begin to break down this new list of uh, eight cigars uh, from, uh, I don't think it's eight cigars, it's 15 cigars, 15 cigars under eight bucks from Cigar Aficionado that they highly recommend. So we'll start with that list, and then a little later in the show we'll get to my list of three and your list of eight. So that'll be, so that'll <laughs> be fun. Right. It's Smoking and Toasting. It's show number 203, and we'll be right back. Smoking and toasting. We are thrilled to be on show number 203, and we are thrilled to be uh, brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. MyCigarShirts.com is a great site with a bunch of cool uh, cigar lover T-shirts, and it's a uh, it's re- the cool thing about. The site is you don't if you're looking for shirts about cigars you don't have to dig through a whole bunch of other stuff. These are all cigar lover shirts. The cool and, thing about this site is. Check out this shirt. Yeah, dude. you. Uh, I brought that in for, uh, for score. Ian. Yeah, big time. That's a, that, that's a great saying um, that I feel like I've heard somewhere before, and uh, and it's a great looking shirt. So uh, it's uh, so those are the type of things you can get there. You do you get, do you get royalties on sayings? I, I don't know. I think you get shirts maybe. <laughs> <laughs> MyCigarShirts.com on the web because cigars. cigars. Yeah, um, Ian. Uh, I know you've bought. A thing or two before from Cigars International, the mm-hmm. uh, the website, and you know they have a number of retail stores around the country. They have opened another one in Texas, and it is in Fort Worth. They have opened a CI Superstore in Fort Worth. You know, a buddy of mine uh, actually sent me a picture of the construction they have there because he drives by it because he lives right next to it. Oh. And it made me very jealous. I was going to say, from from what I understand, uh, this is their second um, retail location in the U.S. It is eight thousand square feet, and uh, they bill it as the ultimate cigar lovers' destination, with over twelve hundred varieties of cigars. That's a lot of cigars. That's a that would be almost like. Decision paralysis, I think, <laughs> in the uh, humidor. Uh, they designed it to replicate a northeast tobacco barn, complete with a large-scale timber truss, uh, and it's outfitted with an expansive full-service bar and lounge, private event space for up to 30 people, and more than 3,000 square feet of patio space with three outdoor fire pits. I'm so pretty sure something in there you said was road trip. Yeah, it it sounds very much like a road trip. I was thinking, you know, once the old, uh, once the whole uh, COVID thing dies down, that private space might be a great place to do the 200th show. Uh, do you think we could get everyone to Fort Worth? Get for everyone it? to yeah. Fort Worth. Right? <laughs> be road trip for sure. Maybe we could get a bus <laughs> and just start, you know, get a bus, hire a driver, and then we all start drinking when we leave, 
and get there and see how it turns and out and see we get how there. it works i mean eh, four we, and a half hours yeah we could we could do the show on the bus and then arrive at the uh, <laughs> that would be kind of fun. everyone just falls out of the bus yeah that's exactly right so um so welcome back to the show it is uh, show number 203 uh today we'll be talking about the best cigars under eight bucks but before we get into that i i'm thirsty so let's uh, let's do a little beer shall we Ooh, that oh, yeah. was worth waiting for. That was a good one. That had a little... I'm actually working on mastering the awkward pause. The awkward pause. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I'm, 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 it's a thing. I was good at that back when I was dating. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your name? Uh, Cruz. <laughs> yes, say it with a question mark at the end. Cruz? <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm noticing this has uh, a bit of carbonation. Yes, uh, you did the uh, Chris first, Hart. You did the Chris Hart hard pour on that first one. I wasn't one, trying to do a hard is, pour uh, on that, but yeah. it came out that way, didn't it? Well, it, sh it sure did. So that's going to be interesting because the uh, 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 I don't think of a golden ale. I'm I'm looking at this though, and you can see not only is there uh, a nice little head on the top of it, but it's still bubbling from the bottom. Almost looks like a champagne. That first there's, one came out with a little too much. There's so much Fortunately, we have a large can. Yes, we do have a large can. Transmitter Brewing is out of Brooklyn, New York. They um, are a, a pretty interesting brewery. What's interesting about this uh, this can this is smells that so good. it's made to to at least look like they they typed in stuff like uh, IBUs. It looks like they typed in seventeen. Plato, Plato. What is Plato or Plato? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, it's twelve point eight, whatever it is. Uh, serving temperature, they recommend forty two. And uh, alcohol by volume, five point four percent. But it looks like they typed it in. So it's a very cool. It's a very cool label, though. I, I really kind of dig it. So, and you said it's. Uh, it's I, love, pretty nice I like on the, the nose. parchment kind of feel of the label. Yeah, that they, yeah. Because it's got the like the paper itself has texture to it. It and feels very. It's just an interesting sort of against type because so many, um, you know, so many uh, of the sixteen ounce can. Uh, beers, they go for you know something really elaborate or, or uh, you know almost like comic book art on so many of them. Mm -hmm. And this one, this one just looks like you found an old document in a drawer somewhere, and that and it gives the beer a yeah. little extra, I don't know, seriousness. I guess it is great on the nose, by the way. It says uh, Transmitter Brewing, New York City Farmhouse mm -hmm. Ales since uh, 2015, 2015 or 13. Well, this doesn't taste like a farmhouse, but I will tell you, for a golden ale. It does have quite a bit of flavor, it and there smells, is there I, is a I little wanna, bit of tiny, tiny bit of that farmhouse funk. I want to paint on this the picture finish. though uh, for everybody out there who's ever walked into a brewery and been assaulted by that beautiful, that wonderful aroma, um, barley, yes, like mash tun smell. Mm -hmm. This smells like that with a big pile of fruit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to it's put it. It's really, really, really awesome smelling. And it it's got an interesting. Um, it does some interesting things on the palate for a golden ale. Oh, it does have the funk. It, it's it's only on the finish though. Like I didn't get it up up front. Did you? Mm, I'm getting it right about the middle of the flavor right mm. there. I like the funk in that though. It's good. It's, this is crispy though. Yes, which a lot of times a lot with, of the farmhouse type ales are not as crisp. They're the farmhouse, a little more like a wine. Yeah, they're almost. more rounded or, mm -hmm. or fruity. Um, uh, this is crispy though. This is crispy like an IPA is crispy, but not a lot of hops. Um, though. No, it's not hoppy like like an IPA would be, but it is that kind of crispy. Uh, it's really interesting how they balance that with the with the dank with the right. uh, makes it very thirst quenching. 
I will go on record as saying we want the funk. Gotta I have like that. the funk. This Gotta is, have that funk. I smell so good. Yeah, it really. This is really. Uh, so if you are a person that kind of likes the farmhouse ale vibe, but can find it just maybe a, a little too much, this would be good for you because it's got just a touch of it. And in the retro hell, there's a little of that it. funk overripe banana kind of uh -huh. thing going on. In a very, very good way. Yeah. way. I think this is delicious. And it is more refreshing than most farmhouse ales, which have a tendency to be all about the palate, not a, not so much about refreshment. I would uh, I would also say, uh, like, I don't know. This would probably be a different flavor if I drank it straight out of the can because right now I'm so into the nose on this. Mm -hmm. And drink it. That's one of the things, you know, when we drink, we always drink it out of the cups in here. Mm -hmm. uh, so It we does can, help you get a little yeah, more so of the nose. Yeah, so we can get a little more of that flavor. Um, and I'm sure it's delicious right out of the can, but when you pour it in a cup and you have that nose, like, I just can't stop smelling this. It's yeah. awesome. It, it, it really is look quite at how delicious. The, uh, look at how that. Now, that was the one you did the hard pour on at first, and it yeah, had foamed all Yeah, look at how that laces the, up that whole. It, as you can tell, foamed all the way up to the top of the cup, and it's now and it's settled down And it's hanging on to it, too. Well, this is really good. I'm. I don't know a whole lot about transmitter brewing, but I do know that Brooklyn, Brooklyn is right now, or at least prior to COVID, was really establishing itself as the hipster spot of New York. I mean, it was it was where all the you know the Bohemian uh, artsy types. When you moved get off the bus, they actually give you mustache wax. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. They they do, and and if you. Uh, if you don't use it at some point during your first seven days there, I believe they ask you to leave. Yeah, uh, it's, but it's but like it, no, part it, of the Brooklyn visa. It is totally like hipster central, <laughs> and uh, and and one of the things that has come out of that though is some very creative Brooklyn uh, craft breweries, and we've had some great stuff uh, from Brooklyn. Of course, just Brooklyn Brewing, um, they've been around for a while, and they've always made great beers. So, so I've loved their stuff. Brooklyn Brewing is awesome. Stan Nelson put in, uh, I'm buying a shirt. They aren't asking me how I heard about them. I'd like them to know. <laughs> and it's not like Ian to step right over a George Clinton reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that is it was, true. It was, I was already what, said. I, you know, I, 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 there was a fleeting moment in my head where I thought, yeah, we want the funk. Yeah. And, but you already said it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so you felt like you didn't need to go back and, and, and echo that. So... Um, well, I'm 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 for it. Uh, the G1, uh, yeah, this, they get, they get two thumbs up on <laughs> yeah, this one. This yeah, is delicious. Time. This is one of the, one of the more interesting beers. Now we've had some very interesting beers across the last several shows. Yeah, I'm yeah. Reminded of that. Uh, I wish I could go to a tiki bar. <laughs> that uh, was so that, fun. That we tried. That was really uh, different and interesting. But this is, yeah, this is a little left of center, but in a yeah, very very want some more very very good way. Yes, please. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Um, yeah, that's good stuff. So, Ian, let's take a quick look at the front end of this um, cigar aficionado list of great cigars for under eight bucks. One of the things about cigar aficionado is I find that a lot of the a lot of the cigars that get really good ratings there do have a tendency to be very expensive cigars. Of course, you know, I, I, people ask me sometimes, why did you guys start the show? And I always say samples. Um, and But Cigar Aficionado makes a big deal out of the fact that they actually purchase all the cigars. They don't, yeah. they don't rate and review cigars that are sent to them by the manufacturers. Of course, I'm sure they can smoke plenty of them. I, I, you know, I don't think it's like they don't ever get free cigars right. from the manufacturers. They just actually buy the ones 
uh, that they review. So, uh, so let me hit you with a couple here that are under eight bucks from the Cigar Aficionado article, and we'll see if you and I, you or I, had any of we'll these. We'll call it on if it's on list. your list. Yeah. Um, they say it's never a bad time for a bargain, and the good news for cigar lovers is you don't need to spend lavishly to get a great cigar. They uh, provide this section of high-scoring, budget-friendly cigars from their testing database. They've all been rated recently and scored at least 88, that, uh, at least 88 on the Cigar Aficionado uh, testing score. None of them have suggested retail prices of more than $8, which doesn't mean you might not you know, pay more than that. If you're in California, they're probably all like 18. Yeah. But, but, but in most places, yeah, or New York. Uh, the first one that they list on their uh, list uh, at $7.70 from Nicaragua is the Flor de las Antillas Bellicoso. It's a uh, My There's Father. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's a My Father product. Uh, Jose Pepin Garcia created this brand as a part of a tribute to his birth country of Cuba, which is the largest of the greater Antilles. They're, or Antilas uh, in Spanish. Uh, and it has a sun-grown wrapper and a trademark double binder, which makes it kind of unique. That uh, The Maduro is on my list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, um, I mean, honestly, my father's cigars and Don Pepin Garcia, there's almost, you're almost never disappointed there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, also keep in mind, too, so I'm probably going to have more of these cigars on my list because I made a list of eight because I can't read. Right. Um, so, but that one, that one, and I put specifically the Maduro is on my list. That's, By the way, this is bringing the it's funk. Now. So good, isn't I, it? I, but I'm I'm detecting more funk as as I go, which isn't a bad thing because I'm really enjoying it. No, it's it's a overripe banana funk, and I'm yeah. digging it. And that is a good funk. Yeah, yeah. We we do you see how I passed it up again. You did, you did. <laughs> I, I, I almost went there, and I thought now no. it's a challenge. As as Ian pointed out earlier. It's been said. So now it's a challenge. It's been said. Next on the <laughs> list is the Casa Magna Jalapa Claro Toro box, box Press. Now, I've had a Casa Magna, but uh, I have I not had about one that one. Well. I haven't had that in a long time uh, either. It is a uh, Nicaraguan cigar as well. Suggested retail price of $7.20. It is a joint creation between Manuel Casada and the Plasencia family. They released it in yeah, 2016. That's hard to go wrong with. Yeah, I mean, Manuel Casada. I mean, that man knows his tobacco. Uh, they released it as a take on the Casa Magna Colorado line, but it has a Claro wrapper leaf grown in the Jalapa Valley region in Nicaragua. Uh, okay, we'll do one more for now, and uh, then we'll take a break. The Hoya Black Double Robusto also from Nicaragua, scored 91 points in Cigar Aficionado, and it is a $7.80 suggested retail price. Now, you know Hoya got acquired by Drew Estates. Yeah. And so they re... Um, I started to say rebranded. They they changed the packaging yeah, they changed on the... Hoya de Nicaragua and and sort of, um, sort of shortened the... The name to just Hoya rather than just Hoya de Nicaragua. Uh, but this is a thick Robusto. They say it del delivers a powerful and earthy smoke. The Hoya Black line was created as a follow-up to the Red line. This cigar debuted in 2016, and it was the first line from Hoya de Nicaragua to feature a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. And I, I really like the cigars with the San Andreas wrapper. Yes, that, yes. There's something about that that just has this wonderful spiciness it's to it. It's a peppery and yeah. a chocolatey that goes yeah. in there. That... It, it, it's Actually, really good. Actually, so, so it kind of, 
a lot of times it comes across more coffee almost too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Well, um, so we're going to come back to this list, and of course we're going to uh, try out a list of our own. Uh, plus, we have, and I'm very excited about this. We have drinking news today, which is perhaps drinking, perhaps news. one of the more bizarre drinking news does stories. Does it start with a Florida man? No, it doesn't. But That's it's so it's weird. it's so good that you won't miss. Does it start the, with hold my beer? <laughs> no, but hold my beer and watch this. That that should totally be a a T-shirt at mycigarshirts.com. <laughs> Isn't that great? There's nothing nothing better when, than when somebody says hold my beer and watch this. You know something good is coming. All right, um, this um, just just to say it one more time. Wow, that's good. Yeah, the transmitter. It really is gonna gonna be uh, gonna G1, be trying to pick up some ale. more of it's that G one. All right, we'll be right back with an, our next segment, and we'll be tasting an IPA from Houston and uh, talking a little bit more about cigars under eight bucks. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome to two oh three. It's smoking and toasting, and we are thrilled to have you uh, enjoying the program. We hope you're enjoying it. Show number 203 of the show that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Go and check out the cool cigar shirts that uh, that are uh, uh, on sale there. They start at about 20 bucks. a few of them maybe even a penny or two less than that. And uh, they've got some cool sayings. So. The the fabric on this feels nice. It's it's soft. a nice shirt, isn't it? I noticed that when I was uh, uh, when I was unpacking it and bringing it into uh, nice to bring to soft. you here. Also, the part where it's screened on, yeah, doesn't feel like you know how some shirts have that screening and then you put it on and it feels like and it like feels like it's going to fall off. Heavy right away. plastic yes, stuck yes. to you. No, this is nice. You know, that's that's pretty nice. Yeah, so you can't hurry up and smoke a cigar. That's a great like shirt. For a I uh, I hope this doesn't come as a big surprise to you, Ian. What? It can be kind of like finding out that the Easter Bunny isn't real or what? something like that. Yeah. Well, hold on. Slow down, yeah, Turbo. Yeah, yeah. You said what about the Easter Bunny? The, the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, by the way. Uh, yeah. I thought the Tooth Fairy. Wasn't there a movie that it was the Tooth Fairy? It was done by a. Uh, who, who was it? it was, I don't know. I, I I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but I, immediately I'm thinking Will Ferrell would have been the Tooth Fairy. The oh, was it The Rock? Was it The Rock? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see. You remember? It, but... uh, you remember when uh, uh, Saturday Night Live used to have Eddie Murphy as the Tooth Fairy? Oh yes, that I do. <laughs> that I do remember. That was anything with Eddie Murphy, and it had a had a good shot at being yeah. funny. Well, you know, of course, that margaritas contain tequila. Yes. Okay. I'm aware of this. And a new lawsuit argues that if you advertise a beverage as a margarita with a twist, that customers should expect there to be tequila included or some kind of. If liquor. it's called a margarita, yeah. Yeah, margarita with a twist. If I unless said you, you call it like a virgin margarita, right. or but if I said to you, Ian, I've got a variation on the margarita, you would expect it to have tequila in it, unless the variation I was talking about was maybe I made it with a different liquor or something, right? All right. So if you don't put tequila in a margarita, you have sweet lime juice, right? Basically, yes. Yeah, I've That's, had, I've had because a lot of the flavor of a margarita is actually the tequila that you use. Well, I was just about to say I've had tequila uh, margaritas before where they didn't put enough tequila in it. 
and they're actually kind of sickly sweet. Yeah, it's it, sweet lime juice. The tequila juice. is what really balances it out and gives you that wonderful like balance between you know the sort of sweetness of the of some of the mix that's in there or the you know the fruit or whatever and and that tequila flavor it, a great margarita is perfectly balanced yes you would agree with that right you have to have the we right have, the right amount and a good flavor uh tequila when you and i went out this weekend uh, with our wives we enjoyed some amazing margaritas that were only a dollar a dollar can they you were, believe they that? were terrific gosh they were really good well, if you're familiar with the Bud Light Lime Arita and other flavors in the Arita line from our friends at ABN yeah, Bud, yeah, yeah. they don't have any tequila in them at all. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Anheuser-Busch claiming that the company misled consumers with several of its drinks, according to a report in the Miami Herald. Aside from the tequila-less Aritas... The lawsuit also alleges that since the company's sangria and rosé spritz drinks do not contain any wine and the mojito fizz spritz doesn't have any rum, that customers are being misled. How do you feel about that? Um, all right, a couple things. First off, uh, I have I have no problem grinning at the fact that they're getting sued over this <laughs> okay like somewhere in the back of my mind is is a bad maybe it's on the shoulders the little devil going that's pretty funny yeah on the other hand in my own mind and this is just me that when you proceed any of those words by budweiser or bud light yeah you pretty much nullify everything after I, that i get what you're trying to say according to now, I will also point out that a margarita you are expected to have tequila in because it's called a margarita. If it's called a limerita, it's not called a margarita. Fair enough. So I could see that being a little bit of an abuse of a uh, a little bit of abusive lawsuit. However, that doesn't stop me from grinning about it. The bottom panel of the packaging according to the lawsuit, and I've never purchased a Limerita, and don't plan to. Uh, but the bottom panel of the packaging, according to the lawsuit, where no reasonable consumer would look prior to purchase, they say, does contain a small font statement that the margarita products are actually, and I'll quote here, malt beverages with natural flavors and caramel color, end quote. The suit also reportedly cites a commercial for the spritz drinks that shows a woman standing in front of a wine cellar. In the ad, she holds a wine glass filled with the spritz drink, which does not contain any actual wine, according to the lawsuit. So even if consumers saw the malt beverage statement on the underside panel, the lawsuit says reasonable consumers are unlikely to understand the malt beverage statements as meaning that the products do not contain tequila, rum, or wine, respectively. I would... in in kind of a, an echo of what you said earlier, I would actually be less worried about it calling about it being called a limerita, which is a stupid name anyway, than I am by the fact that it's a Bud Light limerita. Yeah, yeah. My expectations have immediately gone way down. When I got to call it a limerita instead yeah. of a margarita, I'm not yeah. buying a margarita in the first place. Right. So no. why not just have but, a margarita? Well, why not just abuse all this though, and we could say, hey, let's sue uh, Taco Cabana because they have margaritas. But they're wine-based. 
Well, that's a good that's a good point. Although I will aren't, say, aren't they? Like I could be wrong on that. I, but I don't I know about Taco Cabana, but like I know that there's a little bar that's in the downstairs area of my building that I go down to sometimes. It's the Market Bar. Yeah, I like Market Bar. And yeah, it's a great place to go. They've got great beer selections, and they make some great cocktails. They do not, however, have a liquor license. They have a beer and wine license, mm-hmm. so all of their cocktails are wine based. But they clearly state that yeah. on the menu. So you know you're not getting a, you know. Well, that makes a difference when you say, hey, this is actually a wine base. Right. If you're getting a Manhattan off of their menu, you know it's not a uh, a, a Manhattan with whiskey in it, you know? And if you're if you're drinking a Limerita and the, the statement is on the bottom yeah. of the, uh, I and you have to think, very purposely hidden mm-hmm. on the bottom of the package. Of course, yeah. Who's seeing that? Not me. Like, is it on the bottom of the can? I think it's down at the uh, along the bottom rim of the can. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like I don't think on it's the, the actual underside, underside yeah. bottom. Because I was like, only yeah. your friends are seeing that. Yeah. And they, they're <laughs> right. not reading it. Well, uh, the way I look at it, the biggest problem with you having a limerita is that you're having a limerita. Get a good drink for God's sake. It's not that difficult. Yeah. You know. It's not that difficult. You know I don't what? even buy a bottles and James. I don't, you know what? Here, here's the deal. I've had wine coolers before. They're you know they're okay. Yeah. So here's the deal. Drink whatever you want. Yeah. You know what? Right. I, I, Good I, point. I don't actually care, and I'm not really gonna diss you on that unless you're saying, "Hey, I'm having a beer," and you grab a lime margarita. Then I'm gonna laugh. Then I'm or be if like, you say I'm having a, beer. a margarita. Or you, you yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're 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 fooling yourself, and you can't believe it. Mm-hmm. See, I just sticks See, to everybody. I know you did, right? and it was it was actually a much. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It w- it was a much subtler reference than my uh, <laughs> yeah. We Want the Funk. I stepped over George Clinton, yeah. but I sticks to everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've just made that a verb. I love it. You sticks to everybody. <laughs> sticks to everybody. Uh, let's have some IPA, Ian. What's, uh, what's on Mr. Twirligig? Entropic from uh, from Sigma Brewing. Here so you mentioned Houston. that you stopped by there on your way home uh, after so, we went and had a cigar. The yeah, other day. so we went and had that cigar, and on the way home is Sigma Brewing. So it's just it's literally a couple blocks out of the way, and uh, it's right there. And we thought maybe if they have the outside, because they had a nice little outside area too. Uh, if they have the outside patio open, maybe there's another cigar in it for me. I don't know, but they didn't have a whole lot of room. Uh, most of the seats were taken up, but they had the. Um, the uh, door to get inside, they had it set up as like a walk-up window. Yeah. So it was kind of cool, you know. And uh, we're, we walk up, and we're speaking with a guy named Eric there, and he's super nice. And, um, you know, I wanted to try because I, I thought it was the porter that I really, really enjoyed there. And so I got a little sample of the porter, and I was like, yeah, that's it. So I bought a four-pack. My wife bought a bottle of the barrel-aged porter. Um, which we drank immediately upon getting upon back to the getting house. Home, yeah. <laughs> holy cow, that is good so stuff. Good. Their huh? porter and their barrel aged porter are just off the chart. Love it. Um, but we got to talking to the guy. My wife, uh, being being who she is, you know, she's like, "Hey, my husband has a show," and um, we got talking. So I gave him a card, and he just he just looks at the card and asks me a couple things about the show, and he goes, "Hold on a minute," and he runs off, and he comes back with this can, and he goes, "Here." I was like, okay, well, what are you thinking? Oh, so unlike cigar just, aficionado, we're now gonna it, we're now gonna be sampling uh, one that we didn't actually buy. This was given. So, to I'm, us. so I'll take it on the show, and this is the Entropic India Pale Ale. I feel like I may have tried this at the brewery at some point, but it I might be new. Yeah, I don't think I've had one. I know they. I looked at their um, at their beer selection online, 
and they do have a number of different IPAs. He said uh, he said in particular they're very proud of this one, um, as a uh, as a flagship kind of a flagship IPA, beer, so to speak. Because they so. do have one that's just called Sigma IPA, right? Which I guess was probably their first one. Well, uh, this but, is the. It just says India Pale. I don't know. Is this a double? I you probably need to look it up. Is I don't it know pale? that it is. I think there may be a double version of it on their uh, menu, but I think this one may be just the regular IPA. I will tell you IPA. that just right now it smells Oh, I love, so good. love the nose on this already, I can tell you. Uh, it's reminding me of... It smells like a basket of delicious beer fruit. It, it's reminding me of maybe like a stone or something like that in, in terms of just how the nose uh, comes across on this bad boy. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's got but a little fruity. pine cone got going a little on. Little pine in the, cone, on the but nose a little fruity. Too. Yeah, but I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to love this. Now here's the thing: that pine cone thing that I'm smelling. I usually generally don't like a big pine cone flavor mm -hmm. in an IPA, and I haven't tried this one yet. And we're gonna try it. Uh, but there are certain ones like Stone. You mentioned Stone. Stone's mm -hmm. one of my favorite. If you're gonna make an IPA for me, Stone is one of my favorite IPAs because they're so balanced and they're so good. Even when they are resinous and pine coney, they're delicious. So I'm really interested. Well, I, interested, interested, interested yeah. to see how this is gonna be. I have taken my first uh, my first sip, and here's what I will tell you: there is a big, big hop burst around the middle of the palate when you first it's not the very first thing you get the very first thing you get is some fruitiness then there's this big hop burst which strikes me as being the type of thing that you don't like as much but then here comes that fruit on so, the finish to balance it that, out that um that pine cone resiny kind of kind of nose that I get mm -hmm. translates on the finish on this to grapefruit, right? It 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 starts almost with that hop, almost like a raw hop, the pine cone thing you're talking about, and then it's almost like it just dissolves into a grapefruit finish. Yeah, it's big and piney right up front, but then it then it changes. I'm going to tell you something. I love this. Is this is unusual. I love this. This is this is good. This is going to climb right into my top five. <laughs> that fast, huh? yeah. it's it's good. This it's is, good. The balance is good. The finish is amazing. Mm, mm, mm. How well it finishes, even with that, uh, even with the. So guys, it says uh, Simcoe and uh, Mosaic hops. So here's what's interesting about this particular IPA, Ian. My favorite IPAs have a tendency to be one thing or the other. They have a tendency to be either very hoppy, like a Stone IPA, for example, balanced but very hoppy. Or they're very fruity, very, fruity, very yeah. hazy, very juicy. This is probably one of the best examples I've ever seen of being both. But it's not hazy either. Right, but it's not a hazy. Like, exactly. But it but it has that fruit from, did you say it had mosaic in it? Mosaic and Simcoe so, is what it says. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering, maybe it's just a combination of the two. I don't this know, because I've had, I've had some mosaic hop. Uh, IPAs that are very fruity. And I'm willing to bet that if you were smoking something uh, with a Connecticut wrapper, mm -hmm. that this would be just fine. There's just enough of that finish going to the grapefruit flavor to keep it, I think, from fighting with that Yeah, cigar. because it's grapefruit, So, but it's not like a bitter, like, oh, I can't handle that this is i'm digging it this is outstanding i'm digging it i think it's just this might be one of the best wonderful. ipas i know of like in houston wow 
Wow, that's saying something. Because remember, St. Arnold's got that noble haze. That's really good. That's too. a tough thing to fight. That's with. really good. Uh, you know, uh, and and you got to you got to talk about Spindle Tap. I mean, some of those IPAs. But we're, I'm not I'm not including the hazy and Spindle Tap's okay. thing is hazy. Oh man, like, they're so good at it. Like it's hard to find another hazy in town that's as good as a. Spindle we got to get them back on the show. They were, yeah, their beers are so good. I mean, and if you know one, you know, hit me on the. Uh, yeah. Hit, hit me on the uh, the show notes or the. Uh, uh, you know, comments and stuff like that. But this, I'm I'm actually pouring a second of this. While you do that, let me give you a few more cigars from the Cigar Aficionado uh, list for great, great cigars under eight bucks. The Mbombe, which is the capital M, capital B. Oh yeah, Mbombe Habano Corona. It is a Costa Rican cigar. I, I just reviewed one of those a couple months certainly ago. Certainly yeah. did. I remember you liked it quite a yeah, bit, too. Uh, they rated it $91.7.49. The Corona, they say, is the only cigar, uh, this particular Corona, is the only cigar on their list that was made in Costa Rica. And we're going to be trying a Costa Rican rum today, too, by nice. the way. Um, but uh, that's a rarity in the cigar industry. Not a lot of cigars made in uh, in Costa Rica. It's rolled with an uncut foot, sports an Ecuadorian wrapper, and binder and filler tobaccos from Nicaragua and Peru, and they rate it uh, 91 and highly recommended on this list. I actually can't stop drinking this IPA. It's really good, isn't it? This I'm enjoying this out, immensely. This is outstanding. Uh, the next cigar on the list is the 7-20-4. 7 Mm-hmm. Hustler Series Dog Walker. Mm-hmm. It's a Honduran cigar. Have you had one of these? I've I had one. I don't think I've had one of these. It was a small cigar. Yeah, I remember having it, right. a very small cigar. They call it the dog walker because it's you know just right. just the amount of time it takes you to walk the dog. You could uh, you could enjoy. I think the I cigar. bought that. I was at Lone Star Cigars and had them, and I just picked one up because it looked interesting. It's six dollars and fifty cents suggested retail price. It scored a ninety, and it is made in Honduras. It's rolled with two alternating cover leaves, one light, one dark. It's the barber pole uh, type effect. And it's stronger than it looks, they say. It's a blend of Brazilian Matafina, an Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut shade wrapper, a Costa Rican binder, and Nicaraguan and Honduran filler. And it makes the list with a score of 90 from Cigar Aficionado. Also with a score of 90, this one I know you know, the Arturo Fuente Hemingway Short Story Maduro. That's on my list. Uh, They call it a striking Little Perfecto comes with a near-black Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with Dominican tobacco, and that is on your list of That eight. is on my list. Nice, nice. Uh, let's do one more here before we take a break. The E.P. Carrillo Dusk Robusto. That's a good cigar. It's a very, very good cigar. They scored it 90 points. It comes in at $7.15, suggested retail. The Dusk line was created by Ernesto from uh, E.P. Carrillo as a tribute to industry legend Silvio Perez and was named after Perez Carrillo's favorite time of day to sit outside and enjoy a cigar at dusk. Nice. Uh, It is a near-black Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, Nicaraguan fillers, and one of the strongest cigars on the list here. I've had a dusk. I I like them a lot. Yeah, it says one of the strongest cigars, but don't let that turn you off because it's it's in the realm of full-flavored, but it's not... It's not like a aroma de Cuba or right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna do it. It's a not like on you. knocking you on your yeah. butt. Yeah. Kinda. All right. All right. We'll come back to this list, and in our next segment, we're gonna be trying some rum in the next segment. But I'm also excited to get started on your list because you made a list of eight. I did. 
in that uh, list. cigar. We know what one of them is, but we'll see what the other. Uh, we'll see what the other. I think seven we have are two of them to. off the list so far. Oh, we have two off the list. Okay, yeah, because right. we had the uh, my father as well. Oh, okay, very good. Well, we'll come. Now, back. I specifically put the Maduro, but I don't know if that makes sense. We'll much finish the cigar aficionado list and get into Ian's list. Plus, we'll get into this bottle of uh, rum on the next uh, segment. It's smoking and toasting. Thank you guys for hanging with us for show number two oh three. We'll be right back. Smoking and toasting, and we are so glad to be uh, bringing you show number two hundred and three. You know, Ian, I was reading somewhere that most podcasts pod fade before they get to episode ten. That's pretty. It's called pod fade. That's what they call it. Yeah, that's that's the the podcasting word for it is pod fade, which means they they either like slow down to where they do like one a year or they go away completely. You know, and and uh, so so I'm pretty proud of us for. For four years, four years of this for two hundred and three shows. But you know what I think the secret is? Samples. Every time we do a show, we're drinking uh, great <laughs> stuff for the most part, at least. Yeah. And uh, and we're also you know occasionally getting to smoke a cigar, or at least even if we're in the studio, we're not smoking in the studio. At least we're smoking something in the lead up to the show. Yeah, yeah. So it it kind of makes it easier to. To, to do this every every Ah, oh, Cruz, I really don't want to go to work today. Yeah, you're gonna really, make me drink. You're gonna make me drink and... some rum. By the way, Trey Boring, our uh -huh. uh, our legal expert here on uh, smoking and toasting, uh, he put in the uh, show notes on the on the Facebook feed. He said, "You're tasting my favorite rum on the day I am not there." So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Trey. Right, Trey. So that's what we'll be tasting is the Centenario Twenty, and uh, I do remember him talking about that actually when he was here. Uh, so I, I I didn't click for me until until just now. All right, you want to do rum first? Or you want to talk cigars first? In this segment, let's talk cigars while I pour rum. That's perfect. I will go. And also, it looks like uh, Stan's already put up a list of his uh, oh. favorite cigars. Oh, good. Right there. So so you will uh, you can share that with us as well. And uh, in the meantime, I will go back to the cigar aficionado list, and we'll blast through the rest of it. We talked about the E.P. Carrillo Dusk Robusto. They also mentioned at $3.80, probably the least expensive cigar on this list, uh, and ranked with a score of 90, the La Galera Connecticut Sipo. I think you pronounce it Sipo, C-E-P-O. Uh, it is the least expensive cigar on the list. It's a 5-inch with a 38 ring gauge, a slender Corona with a pigtail cap, Originally created for the European market by Jose Hochiblanco and uh, the Lagalera. Now, I've had a number of Lagalera cigars, but I don't know if I've had the Connecticut Sipo. I, I haven't had that. I will tell you, Lagalera's uh, Candela cigar. Oh, yeah. Is outstanding. Re really nice. I know you reviewed that yeah, on the show. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Romeo and Julieta Reserve Robusto. It's a Honduran cigar, scored 90 points, and it is uh, $6.60, which is pretty inexpensive for a Romeo and Julieta. Uh, very nice. Undercrown's Maduro Corona Paqueña. It is a Nicaraguan cigar, $5.50. It came out in February as a new addition to Drew Estate's Undercrown Maduro line. 
and it's four inches by 44. Our so new Chromaduros are so it's, good. It's a very small one. So this is a dog yeah. walker of sorts. Four by 44 but, is a pretty small cigar, but, but getting delicious. But getting one that small gets it in under the, uh, oh, yeah. under the price, uh, price range. La Flor Dominicana's 1994 Tango, scoring 89. It is a size added in 2015 to the 1994 line, uh, and it is uh, com- 1994 commemorates the year that La Flor Dominicana was founded. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it's a good-looking cigar, too. The Nat CCO Anniversario, 1965, Liga Number no. 4, Robusto Grande, $7.25 from Nicaragua, uh, a long-filler tribute to the brand's humble beginnings when they made cigars aimed at budget-conscious Budget conscious smokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one's not expensive, but a little, it's not a short filler cigar either. The San Lotano Requiem, Connecticut Churchill. My boy AJ Fernandez making the list. <laughs> uh, he made uh, third party cigars for some time before he started his own brand with San Lotano in tw- 2010. Um, this scores 89 points. It's a blonde Churchill. Uh, it is the largest cigar they say on the list, but also the mildest. So the San Lutanos really vary a lot in strength. Yeah, they got a lot of range yeah. strength-wise. Mm-hmm. They really do, because I've had some San Lutanos that are, I would almost Powerhouses. say, full body. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, also on the list, there are two more. The Villager La Meridiana Corona. It is a Nicaraguan cigar. A cigar scored 89 points. It's $6.50. It is uh, made at the Fabrica de Hoya de Nicaragua, uh, South, American fam- uh, South American factory in Nicaragua. Uh, the wrapper is aged approximately four years to get a certain flavor and nice. color, and it's named after a long discontinued Cuban cigar brand that disappeared after the revolution. And finally, the Illusione Fume de Amor Lagunas. Mm-hmm. Is it now? You've had Illusiones before. Mm-hmm. Is this one that you've had? I don't know that one. Uh, it's a seven dollar and fifty cent cigar. It's from Nicaragua, and uh, the Fume de Amor translates to Smoke of love. Smoke of love. I like that. That'd be a good shirt for mycigarshirts.com. <laughs> Smoke of love. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's made at the Agonor Salif factory in Nicaragua, and it's uh, they use lower-priming Nicaraguan Viso and Seco tobaccos. The lower-priming leaves don't get as much sun, but they grow bigger and have a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of nutrients in them. Because the sun, uh, the sun doesn't hit them quite as much. Think Connecticut shade, which mm-hmm. you know uh, is uh, usually larger and more robust because it's shaded. These are from lower on the tobacco plant, so they have a different quality to them than the leaves that are more exposed to the sun at the top. So, so that's cigar aficionados list. We'll get into your list right now, but first, I want to have some rum, and I think you may have already sampled. You've tasted my this, friend. right? I have tasted All this. Right. Yes, this rum. Would go absolutely amazing over the top of some waffles. <laughs> and I mean that you know, Ian, in you, an absolutely wonderful way. This rum is basically maple syrup. You have started a trend. With rum I think. flavor. Someone a while back started chicken and waffles, and it became, you know, a complete thing. You may have started rum and waffles, because I'm with you. Tell me this doesn't taste like mm. maple syrup with some rum added. It is, it is absolutely so... delicious. There's cinnamon, there's Adam, maple. Adam, what do you think about this? Yeah. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Now, is this, is this too maple syrupy for you? Do, does, it not, does it not ring the bell for a uh, brown spirit for you? Um, so first off, uh, just a couple 
tasting notes, um, things that occur to me, thoughts. Uh, I would not want to put ice or water in this at all. Oh, like no. I you think want that it the honestly, it, it would water it out and change the flavor to a point where I don't know. But it might be worth a try. Uh, it is so maple syrup with a rum back mm-hmm. that this is like candy. In a great way. You know the candy that you taste and you're like, wow, that's really sweet? Mm-hmm. But then a minute later you're grabbing another piece? Yeah. That's what this is. This is so sweet and delicious. And it's almost too sweet, but not quite. Because it has that, it has a little bit of a rum hug to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got a, a it's little, got a little heat. heat on the end. It does start out very sweet and has... You can tell this is the product of sugarcane, but that said, it's got a, it's got some vanilla and caramel notes to it. It's got that heat on the back end. It's it's awfully good, Ian. Awfully good. I would say, at a hundred dollars less than the Florida Kanye twenty five, it's it's almost as impressive. Not quite. Almost. It's interesting. It's it's a little more one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And it's very maple syrupy. But it's delicious. It is good. It really it is. is. Like like you you take that sip and you swallow it and you go, That was good. And then you like let the finish linger and you go, That was that was really good. That was can I have some more? That's that's yeah. kinda how it how it works on your palate, you know? I mean, I finished mine already. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting close. Almost finished. It's uh, it's really delicious. I I have no idea how it will work with this uh, in Tropic, but oh, I can see them kind of fighting each other. Actually, I don't know that they fight, but they exist on their own plane. You know, uh, the Entropic basically washes the rum away. Oh, that is weird. And then you go back to the rum, and the entropic taste is gone. I don't have any rum left. So they they don't actually. But the entropic is still pretty good. I think you know where the bottle is, by the way. Uh, so they exact uh, they they don't fight with each other. They just kind of cancel each other out in a way. <laughs> you know? uh, so it's not a pairing per se. No, but it's not something that you go, ooh, don't do that. It's quite know? a left turn. Yes, left turn is a good <laughs> way to say it. All right, Ian, do you want to? Uh, Step into your list. We got a list from, uh, did we get a list from somebody we on the show a, notes? Uh, a list from my buddy Stan. He okay. uh, he put it up here. Let's let's go ahead and read off his list, and then I'll go into mine. Aladino Maduro, he said, uh, Lancero especially. Mm-hmm. You know how many of those I had when we were <laughs> when we were at the Aladino? I remember oh, you. Man. You kept going back to that box of Lanceros. Oh, man. And telling me about and it's it. it's the hardest one to keep in your pocket, darn it. Yes, I know. <laughs> I love I love the Aladino Maduros so much. They're so good. I like a lot of their line, but that Maduro is something special, so I have to agree with that. Padron Maduro 3000. Um, the lower end of the Padrones, to me, they're okay. Yeah. I like, but I, I have to, other cigars that I like more than that. Well, this um, is his list. So yes, he gets it's not to, my list. So. He gets to like what he likes. AJ Fernandez, last call. I have to agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Crowned Heads, La Carême, Corona Gorda. Yeah, the La Carèmes are really good. Yeah. I don't know if I would have realized that was under 8 bucks, but uh, awesome. Yeah. The, the, well, and a lot of them are pretty small, I think, too. The, I think so, yeah, yeah. Or at least the one I have tried uh, was, was pretty small. Uh, Charter Oak, Connecticut Robusto. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know that one. If I had that one, I've, I've had, had that. One. It's good. Oh. Can um, Tatuaje Havana four? I don't know if I realized there was a Tatuaje under eight bucks. Number three. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. See, this is uh, this is one of those things where it's like, okay, write those down because I'm going to go try all of them. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any of like them that I, wanna, I haven't tried, I'll be trying. Because I want to make sure that bucks. I have that there. So my uh, so I misread your uh, text, and I did eight of them under eight dollars. Well, this will be even more interesting than three would have been. So I guess I just uh, uh, fat, uh, you know, glommed on to the number eight, and, and these are in no particular order. These are just ones that popped into my head. And some of them you can't get every size mm-hmm. uh, under $8. Some of them are hedging that $8 limit. But here's But you may my, be able to get a smaller one. Right. Here's my list. Nico Libre. Oh, that's a great one. About $3.5 most I didn't, of the time. $3 I didn't think of that dollars. for money. Yeah, if we were doing an under 5 that that almost wins. Yeah, like you almost know? hands down right mm-hmm. there. Also, what was the one I had the other day? It was the, um, the budget one. I'll think of it in a minute that a buddy okay. of mine turned me on to. Uh, let's see. Perdomo 10th uh, anniversary. Figurado. It's the only one you can get under uh, $8. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. $7. Awesome. Yep. And do yourself a favor. If you buy those, make sure you have a bottle of the uh, Glen Morangie Original 10. Nice. They form like Voltron. They're amazing. <laughs> Love it. Uh, the Nub Maduro. Mm-hmm. Is a favorite of mine. It's six and a half to seven and a half dollars. You'll find it sometimes more expensive at places, and if you get it in a tubo, it's always a little more expensive. Right. But most of the time, you can find it in the six to seven and a half uh, dollar range. Yeah, and if you question. find it on a special like I did the other day, where I got it for like four dollars a cigar. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's a little hard to pass. Do up. it. Do it. Uh, Rocky Patel, The Edge. Nice. I mean, those come in at six ish to seven ish. Most mm-hmm. of them. It's a great cigar. The whole line of the edges in that, you know. I'm yeah. not. I'm not even saying this one. I'm saying that whole line. My father, the Maduro, the uh, the one we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, but the Maduro version is my favorite, so I included that. It's seven dollars ish, is what I put down. Like it. Um, Hoyo by AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like the black, don't you? The black is my favorite, but they're all good. Yeah. Like, they're all good. The black, I definitely, definitely like, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fuente Short Story. That was on mm-hmm. the list, obviously. Yes, sir. And the Oliva V, Siri V. Can you get a Siri V for under eight bucks? The smallest one. Nice. And it's worth every penny. And yeah. That's a, that's a great cigar. So the Oliva cigars are always affordable. They're just mostly just right outside the price range of what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. However. I had a Siri V this week, but it wasn't eight the bucks. The bang for the buck. On an Oliva cigar, and they don't, no and they're question. they're they're premium, but they don't put their cigars outside of a price range. Even their uh, Melania, which is mm. like, I mean, that's that smokes like a special occasion cigar, and it's twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty amazing. That's yep. that's high. So that's my list. That's those are my favorites in that price range. Those cigars make me happy. What did you put those, down? Those are those are great selections, by the way. Now I only did three. Um, but here are the three that I picked. At number three, I chose the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez Robusto. I wanted to put that on the list, but you, I had a couple others you that can, hedged it out. You can uh, you can pay more than eight for the other sizes, but the Robusto you can find for $8 or less. So 
it makes the list. Uh, and number two, not to glom onto your list, sir, but I did pick the Rocky Patel Edge yeah. Habano Toro. That's my favorite of the Edge line, and it's just it's just a spectacular cigar for like very reasonable money. Well, the Rocky Patel Edge, though, like it's hard to go wrong with any of that line. Mm-hmm. Like, You're right. Then and he's got enough different flavors of the Edge uh, to the where Edge any smoker, is terrific. Yeah, any smoker can find one in that line that they probably like. And finally, at number one for me, the Hoya de Monterey La Amistad Silver yeah. by AJ. I I love all of the uh, Hoyas by AJ, but the La Amistad Silver is, to me, one of maybe the single best bang for the buck cigars nice. that you can get. And I always try to make sure I have some in my humidor, which is not an easy thing to do, by the way. Because when I have them, I smoke them. Dude, so, my humidor is so, is so beat up right uh, now. I, I got to bring you some cigars. <laughs> I got to bring you some cigars. I brought you a shirt. Then maybe I should have brought you cigars. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Then again, it's my birthday we'll, coming we'll up. We'll go have cigars. Then. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I like it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Drinking News is on tap, and we're going to be trying something that I really cannot wait to taste. It's Smog City Brewing's Bourbon Barrel Aged O.E. Oh, yeah. O.E. stands for Old English, and so I'm very excited about uh, about breaking into is this. Is it an old ale? It, uh, uh, it is from this year, I think, so. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. You can uh, read all of the inscribing on the uh, label uh, to us when we do our sampling. That'll be coming up in the next segment. It's Smoking and Toasting number 203, and we will be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, the uh, radio program and podcast that is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Because. Because cigars. Yeah. Uh, They are a supporter of the show, so please be a supporter of them. And they got really cool shirts, which is uh, it makes it easy, actually, to be a supporter of MyCigarShirts.com. Ian, I have found, I don't know when... We're going to travel back to Los Angeles, you and me. We were there um, a couple summers ago. Did did a show out there. You know, not only was the show fun, but when everyone bailed on me and I said, you know what, screw it, I'm going to the strip myself. Yes. I walked into the bar and watched Dockin play. I know. Like, hey, how much like, better does the Sunset Strip get than that? That is so Sunset Strip, actually. And the like, gr- I'm going in there anyway. Who's playing tonight, Dockin? Okay. The, the greatest thing about that is I remember we were all staying at this uh, big house. You were there. Uh-huh. I was there. Adam was there. Adam's uh, wife was there. And uh, we were all staying there for a couple of days. And... Uh, the three of us, I think, were sitting around the fire pit out in the back drinking and having cigars when you came back from docking. Oh, I was. And you, you walked in and said, I don't remember how I got here, but the show is great. <laughs> <laughs> I think you took an Uber. But, oh, yeah, uh, Ubered, but, uh, Ubered back. I don't remember the Uber ride at yeah, all. Yeah, uh, I do remember actually coming back, but I yeah. don't remember the Uber ride at all. Well, well next time you and I go... It may not be an Airbnb that we stay at. Oh, yeah? Because I think I've found our destination, my friend. Tell me about it. It's a new hotel that's opening in Los Angeles. And forget 
smoking or non-smoking. Is this just a story or is this drinking news? This is just a story. Oh, okay. A new hotel is opening. It's in the works in Los Angeles, and it is a whiskey-themed hotel called the Whiskey Hotel. Oh, it's a seven-story building. It's in the early stages of construction. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, my friend. It'll include 134 rooms, and it's expected to open in Hollywood in 2022. Get this. Guests will receive a, compliment, a complimentary serving of whiskey when they arrive, according to reports. And the hotel will also include—this is why we're going— because I have to see this before I die. This is bucket list. The hotel will also include in the lobby a whiskey fountain. What? A whiskey fountain. A fountain bubbling whiskey. This I is don't like, even know what to like say. This is like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for big kids. Yeah. A whiskey fountain, my friend. There's also mini bars, of course, in the rooms and a... Uh, uh, a rooftop bar and restaurant. It's uh, being developed by uh, Adolfo Suaya, who is a restaurateur behind a variety of bars and restaurants throughout Los Angeles. I love Angeles. your vision, Adolfo. Yes, but the Whiskey Hotel opening in 2022 in Hollywood. We're booking rooms, my friend. Oh, we are so going to the Whiskey totally Hotel. Gotta <laughs> we totally Does that do sound that. great or we what? We got to reach out to them and be like, um, we're <clears throat> media. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we'd love to come and do a show at the Whiskey Hotel. That would actually, in like all kidding aside, that would be a great, uh, great place to do a show, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing. That'd be a lot of fun. Do, we'll do a show by the Whiskey Fountain. You can oh. hear whiskey bubbling. And the end of the show the would be terrible us. because we'll be <laughs> drunk. It'll be, we'll just do two segments. It's a two-segment show. A two se <laughs> that went on for four hours. That went on for four <laughs> hours, yeah. Uh, by the way, just speaking of whiskey, I wanted to pass along. I like whiskey. I, I mentioned this at the top of the uh, show. Uh, I, I, I was wrong. I, I said Michael Jackson as the Whiskey Bible right. guy, but it wasn't him. It was the other uh, whiskey critic of some note. Jim Murray. Gotcha. You've okay. heard of him too, right? He's a top. Well, Michael Jackson critic. did though. I thought he did the Whiskey Bible though. Right. right? This guy though is the guy that uh, does. Um, he you know, he is a Whiskey Bible author, according to according to this article. Okay, uh, which I mean, was we just may be released wrong about Michael Jackson, in, in Maxim. Uh, whiskey Bible author Jim Murray has announced the best whiskey in the world for 2021. He gives the title to for World Whiskey of the Year. Alberta Distillings, Alberta Distillings Premium Cast Strength Rye, a Canadian whiskey and the first a Canadian, Canadian whiskey? whiskey to ever take home the coveted top spot. Yeah, made with a mixture of malted and unmalted rye and bottled at an eye-twitching 65.1% ABV. At an eye-twitching. Which, which translates to 130.2 proof. That's, so, that's huge. That, yeah, Alberta Premium is what it's called. Nice. So we'll have to keep our eyes open for that. If it's the best whiskey in the world, we can get our hands on some of it. It'll be fun to try here on the show. Well, you only need your hands on a little of it at 132. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> Actually, I'm excited about just having our hands on some of this barley wine here. This is the Bourbon Barrel Aged OE. 
and it is uh, from Smog City Brewing. We've had Smog City Brewing uh, products on here before at least once, I think maybe twice, mm. and they, I, I just remember how fantastic. Every time. Every time it has been. So this has got the uh, wax top, so Ian has whipped out the uh, trusty pocket knife, and then he'll have his smoking and toasting bottle opener, and we'll get down to business. It's all about having the right tool for the job, mm -hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Mm. Boy, I have to tell you, we've tried some great stuff on today's show. Today's been a good day. This for, has been one of those uh, for libations. Yes, one of those uh, really, really good days. So I'm excited about trying this, and I know obviously you're a barley wine fan, but I don't know anything about this particular one. Whether it is it, well, it does it, it it is OE, so it's Old English. So I'm guessing this is not going to be an American style barley. Oh, wine. it doesn't smell like an American style style barley wine at all. Ian, for those who have not. Uh, Picked up on this in previous shows. Ian is a huge fan of barley wine, but m much prefers the uh, European style barley wines uh, to well, the, problem, the American style. The problem with the American style barley wine too is carbonated. that they take a barley wine and then they just toss a bunch of hops in it. It doesn't taste like there's a balance. It's just like, you know what? This is cool, bro. Let's make it hoppy. <laughs> like. <laughs> Somebody on the West Coast did that. You can hear it. Yeah, you, you can, can hear it in their you, voice. You can almost hear it. You're you're absolutely right. Well, I have a feeling this won't be that style. And I can tell you on the oh, nose, wow. I do not think it, it is. Yeah, this is Oh, this smells this like vanilla date, and caramel and date and dried fruit for days. Yes, and all the darkness oh, and wonderfulness. Man. And sticky. You can smell how sticky oh, yeah. it is too. Well, you thought the other uh, thing, the the rum that we had was molasses. This may oh, be even stickier than this the rum. This has the mouthfeel of molasses. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh wow. So what are you getting there, bud? Mm, deliciousness. I love <laughs> this. I want to take this home. And um, well, don't look at me anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is really good, and you were right about the mouthfeel. It is. So, One of the thicker and more viscous mouthfeels I think we've had mm, on anything here on the show. The caramel finish on it, though, it's like it's got this um, burnt caramel amazingness right behind all that dark fruit and date kind of thing going on. You it's, know what it reminds me of? You know those candies that uh, your grandmother used to have? They were those caramel squares that were yes. wrapped in cellophane. Yes. That's what it reminds me of on the finish. It's just got this kind of a so good caramel finish. And uh, it's oddly a little more carbonated than I would expect. But the carbonation in this actually works cuz most barley wines are not as carbonated as that. It's got a little zing on the tip mm -hmm. of the tongue when you take a sip. Um There's so much flavor in here though. The date and raisin and Overripe banana and like all of it, you just get cinnamon. all of those cinnamon, um, and even just a little hint of that maple syrup vibe. Maple syrup. Mm hmm. Mm. Well, I had a feeling you were going to like this one, so there's a, I think it is not. There's a hint of bitter chocolate. Yes, I can get that in a very dark. Kind of a, a grainy, I, bitter chocolate. If I wasn't looking at this, okay? If mm -hmm. I literally wasn't looking. Okay, so barley wine, I'm going to pour some more in my glass strictly to show the camera. This is not because I want to drink a bunch more. Sure. But strictly to show the camera. A barley wine's generally not dark like a stout. So this is this is brown. It's very brown a lot of times, uh, maybe even with a little golden to it. Um, and... Um, if I wasn't looking at this, 
I would feel like it had a lot of stout qualities, mm-hmm. but missing the coffee. Right. But then it's thicker than a lot of stouts, too, mm-hmm. as far as the mouthfeel goes. This is, and it doesn't even look like it in the glass, but, man, on the mouth, on the tongue, in the palate, it just spreads amazingly. It there's some, really there's a nuttiness good. in there, too. There's like a... Like a like a uh, almost like a pecan or a, um, I was gonna say hazelnut. Maybe hazelnut. There's mm-hmm. something in the back there that's a little nuttiness. It's so complex. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love this. Don't look at me. What's the ABV on this, Ian? Does it say on the uh, bottle there? Fourteen point nine. Well, so there you it's go. Below fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out. It's below fifteen. Fourteen point nine is pretty high, even for us. You know what's funny is none of us mention how boozy it tastes because it doesn't. It's not real mm-hmm. boozy. It's so thick and sweet that it just completely like covers the booziness. It's hard to be able. It's hard to think you'd be able to say to make this statement, but I will. It's a barley wine that can kind of sneak up on you. Oh yeah. Usually you don't think of barley wines as being subtle at all in the booziness <laughs> department. But no. this one but this one kind of is. Yeah, booziness is not really one of its characteristics. Like rereading your favorite book by the fire on a cold winter's night or mm-hmm. bourbon barrel aged old English will warm your core and indulge your senses. Uh Spending over a year in barrels, bourbon, OEs, generous malt character. Uh, that's apt. Yes. Generous malt character merges with notes of vanilla, caramel, oak, toffee. Toffee's the other thing. Toffee, that, for sure. Yes. I always say caramel, but I confuse caramel no, and toffee, toffee a lot. Is, yeah, toffee's definitely they're, there. They're similar. But like in, like, like instead of the caramel, then you're thinking more like a uh, what's a Heath bar, you know? Right, which is more the so, toffee flavor. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, caramel, oak, toffee, and pecan. That's the nut. See, I said pecan. You're right. Wow. Pecan. Check that out. Uh, like a fine port or sherry, each year's vintage is different than the last and will continue to develop over time. Established in 2011, Smog City Brewing Company is a brewer-owned and operated craft brewery in Torrance, California, dedicated to re- to producing creatively inspired and exceptionally balanced beers. Uh you guys nailed it on this one. Yeah, this is absolutely nailed. This, it on this is one. so good. I could actually watch progressive insurance commercials and not get pissed off. Man, I want to put this on my nipples, and they're not even sensitive. <laughs> well, that's good. Wait, to did know. I say that? Sometimes my innies become outies. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 you don't have the uh, you don't have the greatest filter, but that's okay. You're, well, you're, you know, you're a friend. Well, I think the only thing we can do now that we've had a, a slightly less than 15% we have uh, been drinking. and some rum is we probably should close out the show with drinking news. Now, I've been promised that there's a drinking news. Um, oh, are you reaching for something, my friend? What are you? Re- oh, <laughs> yes. I am beyond excited right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Ian Barry. Kind of need to tune that a little bit. Give me a second. Um, th- that's fine, but I just want to say we totally should have done this in the first segment. Had I had any idea that you actually brought the ukulele? Oh no, no, it's better, better when I'm drunk. <laughs> Trust me, pour the words, the, the words I wrote, they don't need to be. Pour, you know, that, pour that man some barley wine. 
There we go. Can y'all hear this out mm -hmm. there? All right, here we go. So, last night, I was sitting there, and I thought to myself, there's something I'm forgetting. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yes, drinking news. Yes. How can I forget about drinking news, right? No one should ever forget. So, I sat down, and I thought, I need to write a drinking news song. And I did. And while I was writing this song, I was drinking. Perfect. So here we go. You ready? I am. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Grab a cup while we gather round. Saddle up while we drink them down. I've got a story and I swear it's true. So now it's time for drinking news. <laughs> drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. So, Adam, can we save that so we can play it back on weeks where he doesn't bring the ukulele? I wasn't sure if that was enough. I liked it. I thought it was terrific. I, I wasn't entirely sure if that was enough. So I actually wrote a second verse oh, for Oh, there's that. a second verse? Well, it's it's an optional second verse. Well, uh, let's let's exercise that option. Are you sure option. you want to hear this oh, now? Oh, I totally want to hear this now. So there's an optional second verse. Now, this happened after I was drinking more. This will teach some of you to tune out early on the show, by the way. <laughs> you're missing... You're missing the coolest this happened, point of the show this happened right now. After I wrote the rest of the song and practiced it a little bit to make sure that I can perform it could you do, to my utmost today. Could you do one thing for me before you do the second verse? What's that? I'm no longer drinking because I'm oh. out of barley wine. Your barley wine is broken. Let me yes. fix that, sir. Oh. <laughs> well, I can tell this is going to be perfect. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is going to work out just now fine. that I fixed your barley wine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, please continue with the optional second verse to so the drinking news song. After I um, sat and practiced this a while to make sure that I could perform it to my utmost abilities mm -hmm. uh, with my trusty uke here. Yes. So uh, yeah, I brought my little soprano ukulele. Um, I decided. If it wasn't enough, if we needed a longer song, or if if we needed to, you know, take up a little more time on the show, because we never. Never use up enough time. Like we of always course, have all yeah, this the empty space, right? The show's always too short. So I wrote a second <laughs> verse just okay. to make sure that I had enough. Okay. And so I'm gonna start it on the chorus again like You're not I did suggesting before. this is filler. No, no, no. This is this is a full second verse. Okay. So when I start the whole smoke and a toast and album, mm -hmm. I'll have to have at least three verses. So I have to okay. write one more. You know, Understood. Just, I don't wanna I don't wanna leave it. You, you don't know. wanna leave yeah, you don't want to shortchange people. Because it was a little short, you know, I get it. I understand. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. Are you are you absorbing? I'm loving now? it. I'm loving it. Yes, yes. When I asked him about his absent arm, he said, "I tried to take my gator to the vet." Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Okay, I love verse two. Cheers, y'all. 
I love first two. That's fantastic. You have to hit the applause button on the uh, on the little sound effects. There I have to me. hit it for myself. You have to hit it. Well, this is the saddest day ever. No, I have to no. use this. Here's for... the thing. I can't reach it, or I would have done it. So you're doing it for me. <laughs> okay. You have to. You have to make the finger motion. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, that is the greatest drinking news intro ever. And uh, the only thing I ask is that you have to record it so we can play it. Well, I thought Either there has, you have to bring the ukulele. There has to be week. a verse that starts with a Florida man, and and I liked that verse the best. And then and 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 I didn't get to do it last night, but uh, there, there's gonna have to be a verse. <laughs> we're already getting <laughs> we're already getting comments. There's gonna have to be a verse that starts with or or has something to do with hold my beer. Oh my, uh, hold my beer and watch this. And watch this, yeah. yeah. There's going to yeah. have to be a verse. Stan chimes in, uh, what happens if you play the Drinking News song backwards? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of like if matter and antimatter ever meet. <laughs> it, 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 it obliterates the universe as we know it. I don't know what will happen. Well, I thought I had a good Drinking News story. But I don't know if it even lives up to the uh, to to the hype now, uh, because this is uh, this is like the greatest episode of drinking news ever, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it doesn't begin with a Florida man, but a father of two, is how this one begins, was completely gutted. By the way, I'm reading this off Vice. Say what? Vice is a very well respected news source they do i see their videos on hbo and on uh, youtube all the time they're a very like investigative news source type of uh, type of news outlet vice news a father of two was completely gutted when his penis fell off due to an infection <laughs> is this drinking news or what <laughs> Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. But he was excited to see his new one. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> okay, this is drinking news. Drinking news. Nah, this is so you have time to absorb what we're talking about. Yes. We said, but it's new one. See, this is what drinking news <laughs> is really about. Oh. A father of two was completely gutted when his penis fell off due, due to an infection, but is excited to see his new one grafted to his groin and ultimately used for what it was built for. For good instead of evil? When he lost his penis to a blood infection, I, I want to just... Point out, this is Vice News. This is not the National Enquirer. It's not even the Daily Mirror. This is Vice News. Okay? When he lost his penis to a blood infection, Malcolm McDonald underwent a groundbreaking procedure to have... You may want to get the ukulele That's again. That's a ball-busting procedure, yeah, if nothing yeah. else. You may want to get the ukulele again. All right, I got it. He underwent... Oh, hold a on. Hold on. Here we go. Underwent a groundbreaking procedure to have a new one grown on his arm before it could be grafted <laughs> to his groin. <laughs> Ian, Ian is so flummoxed he can't play the ukulele. That you know. Hey buddy, what's that on your arm? 
<laughs> well, funniest thing happened. Funny you should ask. <laughs> so when he lost his penis to a blood infection, <laughs> Malcolm McDonald underwent a groundbreaking procedure to have a new one grown on his arm before it could be grafted to his groin. However... Medical delays have left the 45-year-old with the penis attached to his forearm for the last four years. <laughs> uh, we've lost, we've lost all, all semblance of it being a show at this point. Uh, McDonald told the Sun newspaper... What part of his forearm is like... McDonald told the Sun Did newspaper. Did I just shake hands with that guy? What happened? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the hell is that on your arm, dude? Uh, uh, McDonald told the Sun newspaper he was completely gutted when his penis fell off in 2014 <laughs> after an infection uh, it turned into sepsis. Because I'd been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, he says. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not making this up. <laughs> Because I'd been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin. Oh. He threw his penis away. <laughs> I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll. This is getting harder and harder to read as we go. <laughs> I swear to you people, I did, did not read this. Did you even read this story yes, before you started? Yes, believe it or not, I, I did. I can't believe this story. This I, is crazy. I, I, I believe it or not, I did read this. <clears throat> I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. But it was heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that you with that little ukulele... <laughs> You look like a giant man with a tiny guitar. Is what it looks like. It's. It is tiny, isn't it? It is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> the um, father of two turned to alcohol, feeling like a shadow of a man for the two years after losing his penis, until his general practitioner referred him to Professor David Ralph, a phallus construction expert at University College Hospital London. Dr. Ralph, who in 2018 had created a bionic penis for a British what? man. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you know, it's actually a good thing we didn't do this in the first segment. A bionic penis? Uh, I, I, I'm just reading the article. And again, I want to point I'm out. I'm trying to drink this barley wine here, and you're talking about bionic penises. This is not from the Inquirer. I just want—I just want to point that out, or the Weekly World News, or any of those. <laughs> this is the best story ever. <laughs> Doctor Ralph, has bionic penises and all kinds of stuff. Doctor Ralph, who in 2018 created a bionic <laughs> penis for a British man who was born without one, told McDonald he would be able to build him a penis out of skin from his We're left arm. We can make him stronger, faster. Doctors were able to roll this skin. He could be skin. in, done, and out in 30 seconds. Doctors were able to roll this skin containing nerves and blood vessels into the shape of a penis before attaching a urethra and two tubes that would allow McDonald to pump the appendage into an erection. The plan was to attach the penis to his groin in 2018, two years after it had been grafted to his arm. However... <laughs> However, he had. Dude, to I'm not comfortable when you put your arm around my neck. It's just weird to me. <laughs> However, he had to miss the scheduled surgery due to illness, and it kept being pushed back for other reasons. 
A UCHL spokesman told the Sun that McDonald had missed or canceled a number of appointments to complete the procedure pre-lockdown. Now there's lockdown, so they say we're going to try to rearrange his surgery as soon as we're able. <laughs> now that services fucking arm. are gradually returning closer <laughs> to normal following lockdown. I'm sorry about the language, but I had to say that. Okay, I'm going to read you one more paragraph. Oh, God. No, no. Come on. You're killing me. Uh, okay, two more paragraphs. The delays have been hard to deal with, McDonald <laughs> told the son, adding that he's unable to run because the penis waggles about <laughs> and that he cannot go swimming or wear a short sleeve shirt. However, he did say... <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Is that a penis in your sleeve, or are you just happy to see me? He did say, when I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so, so proud. I took to it so much, I nicknamed it Jimmy. That was what me and my mates called each other growing up, and this penis was definitely my new mate. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Grab a cup, gather round, saddle up while we drink them down. I've got a story and I swear it's true. <laughs> so now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. I'd like to consider cheers, today's. Yo. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt the cheers. That's that's good. Every, every song we have for smoking and toasting has to end with cheers, y'all. <laughs> it should. It's the way it should. Uh, I just like to say that I consider this segment a of uh, smoking and toasting to be what we could officially call a reward for those who stick around to the end of the show. <laughs> I don't know. I feel damaged after this I episode. How, I don't know how valuable that reward is, but I just like to point out, I, I can't attest to how true the drinking news stories are, but they are all stories I've found in at least quasi-legitimate publications. And I'll repeat, I was getting this one from Vice. Vice has a deal with HBO. They're like a they're like a real serious thing. But as we have pointed out before about drinking news. Drinking news isn't always about drinking, but it's always a story that goes best when you are drinking. And certainly, that was the case for us today. Have a great week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the uh, the cigars under eight dollars uh, list that we provided for you. And uh, I hope you'll go out and buy some of those cigars and enjoy them. And I hope you'll go out and uh, support our sponsor, MyCigarShirts.com. Ian, this was a fun one. Yeah, I had an absolute blast. I don't even know what to say after that story. I'm still a little lost. 203 is at the books. We'll see you next week. Have a great one, my friends. And uh, as we like to say, cheers, y'all. <laughs> cheers, y'all. Sunshine is so good to you. <laughs> Whatever happens, don't leave it so soon. Stan Stan Sins, man with bionic penis. Hold my beer, watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't even know what to say about that.